Hi, y'all, and welcome to the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. And that's nutritionist with an S, since there's two of us. We're your hosts, Stephanie and Mandy. We all know that nutrition and fitness information can be overwhelming and confusing. So we're here to help women find real answers for all things fitness and nutrition related by giving you quick tips and strategies so you can find your healthy weight, get fit, and improve your physical and mental health. And as registered dietitians, we know how nutrition and exercise can help you feel better and allow you to live your healthiest and happiest life. So be sure and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the episodes full of great tips and helpful information we have just for you. You can also join us in our private Facebook group, The Fitness Nutritionist Corner, where we will provide fun challenges, answer your questions, and support women along their journey to a better health. So grab a glass of water and let's get moving with today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about meal planning, meal prepping, and just the advantages to that and some tips to help it make it easier for you. But before we get started, Mandy, how's your week been going? I've had a great week, just busy at work and everything that's involved with that. But today is my day off, so I've been cooking, Oh, and that I really enjoy. How about your week? Good. Yeah, so this will tie in perfectly. So, yep, it's been good. We've been getting over my husband being sick, and then I'm a little stuffy today, so if my voice sounds a little off. So you didn't know I was going to ask this, but uh, I wanted to ask, what is something, Mandy, if you had not grown up and became a registered dietitian, what other career choice do you think you would have made? Oh, that's easy to answer. Okay. I would probably be in the restaurant slash food industry because I love to cook. I love to bake. And I actually started waiting tables when I was eh, 15, maybe. And I waited tables for close to 10 years just to help me get through college. So I I love being around people. I love being around food. And actually, this weekend, we had had some staff members um, that have been sick. And so I actually went to my rehab hospital yesterday and I cooked breakfast and I absolutely loved it. Cooked it for patients. I know. And I also cooked it for all of our staff, you know, because our staff you know, they're all struggling, you know, Mm -hmm. just with people being out sick, them being sick, coming back to work, and they really appreciated it. So um, it was it was so much fun. I I just created different desserts, and I made them homemade chili. And then for breakfast, I made them like a potato egg, sausage and cheese casserole, Mm -hmm. and they raved about it. So that's so funny, because even though you and I are both registered dietitians, and you love being around food, love cooking and have mm-hmm. your whole life. I'm the exact opposite. Like, <laughs> uh, I definitely would not have been in the food industry. And even being a dietitian, like cooking is not my favorite thing. I do it more out of necessity, not necessarily enjoyment. So, but hey, it takes all kinds. It does. It does. You're right. But I just absolutely love it. I was just at the grocery store and they had collard greens 50% off. And I'm like, 
okay, why not? <laughs> so that's that's one of the things that we'll talk about in a little bit. I, I threw into my meal prep for this week. Okay. So <clears throat> yeah, so you know, I think if I had not gone into nutrition and then fitness and exercise, I really think I would have wanted to be an attorney. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm sure my uh, student loan would not have appreciated that. So definitely not. I was able to work through college and I didn't end up having any student loans, finishing up my bachelor's and internship, but probably had I gone to law school, I would have, would have racked those up for sure. So that's amazing that you didn't have any student loans. Well, I took the long route through college. Um, I, I literally went 10 straight years. Oh, wow. So yeah, I was working three jobs, going to college. Um, so my last two years when I was actually in my internship, which we both did different types of internships, those are the only two years that I had to take out student loans. But, you know, I, I'm now debt free from all of that. But I, I did appreciate the fact that I was able to work, pay a lot of that off and mm-hmm. not have to have as much in student loans. Yeah. Well, my first job, though, was at a... Uh a hamburger shop. It was called Gary's Hamburgers in South Carolina. And it was a privately owned little hamburger shop. And that was my very first job. And I really think it was then and there I decided that (laughs) I did not want to work in the food industry. So oh, you go girl, (laughs) food is fun. (laughs) Well, it's so funny because I don't know if you know my story, but I actually transferred to TCU to go into nursing because I loved working with wounds and -hmm. I wanted to become a wound nurse. And so one of my core classes at TCU, my first semester there was nutrition. And I had never heard about a dietitian, didn't know what they were, nothing. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. But my professor who taught this class, obviously she was a dietitian. She had so much passion for the topic. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, I I love working with the wounds, but I really love learning about nutrition and food and, and I knew I already loved to cook. So, right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to talk about meal planning. And this is something that I do advocate strongly in my online program where I help women that are in perimenopause and menopause kind of learn to manage their weight and just the whole gamut of that. But yeah, so one of the things I really advocate and I strongly encourage all my clients to do is to spend a little time each week actually meal planning. And it's so funny because a lot of them kind of dig their heels into that at first, you know, because it's not a fun thing to do per se. But just this week, I was touching base with several of them. And now it's kind of this running joke. They'll they'll post their menus in the Facebook group and they'll say, hey, look, I've got my meal planning done. And the amount of time that it saves and the things like that that they do, you know, it can be yes. kind of difficult when you very first start. But once right. you get in that groove, it, it's just, you know, it's golden. So let's talk about some of these. So we're going to learn that meal planning saves time absolutely saves time. Definitely. Planning can save you money. It can save your stress level. And then it can save a bunch of questions. So let's start with number one. So it saves time. And this is what I was saying 
that, like I said, at first, when you very first start doing it, it can be a process, you know, and then also in the show notes today, I want you to look because I'm going to have a link to where you can click on and download your free meal planning guide that I offer to all my clients. But this is just a sheet that helps you fill out your your meals and your snacks for the week. But if, if you can go ahead and fill that out, it might take you a little bit of time. I typically do mine on Sunday, but then the amount of time that you find that it saves you through the week far, far pays you back. You sit down that little bit of time that one day a week, and then it saves you time every day that week when you're going in there trying to find what to cook for supper at six o'clock when everybody's, you know, tired and hungry and grouchy. So when they're hangry. Yeah. Yeah. So meal prepping is the concept of prepping whole meals or even dishes ahead of schedule. And one of the key points to this is it can really help us reach our nutritional goals, whether that's maybe slimming our waistline, losing a couple of pounds. Um, Maybe we have inflammatory issues and we need to decrease those inflammatory foods. And so what happens when we're hungry and we get home? We just want to run to the pantry, grab something to eat. But if we already have those pre-planned snacks or pre-planned foods that really helps us um, crave that. But you're exactly right on saving time. So um, I do the exact same thing. I usually sit down and write out my menu on Sundays and and I even start prepping my food on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So um, it's definitely a huge time saver. Yeah. And the second thing that it can do is it can help save you money. I know you were talking today about you were at the grocery store and you saw collard greens were on sale, but it can, I mean, you have to think about it. How many times this kind of goes in with saving time, but saving money. So how many times have you been out and then you're trying to think about what you're going to have for supper that night and you didn't take the time to plan. So what do you end up doing? You run through the drive-through or you order something and we all know that eating out is typically way more expensive than when we plan ahead and prepare our things at home. So like I said, it it can definitely save you money. You can look for the things that are on sale. And then just even if you didn't find them on sale, but you decrease the number of times you're eating, eating out a week, I bet your pocketbook will notice that difference too. Yeah, definitely. And something else I do, I actually scavenge, you know, I will like go through my pantry or I go through my refrigerator. And if I just have random like little vegetables, I will chop them up. I throw them in my pan. I saute them. And this is mostly for um, my eggs. And then I do egg whites. So I just throw it in there. So I don't have to have anything in particular that I'm like, oh, I have to have this or I have to have that. If I have artichokes or I have asparagus or I have broccoli, I just chop it up real fine. And that's what goes in there. Mm -hmm. You know, it all tastes good. Yeah. So let's talk about the third thing is it can save stress. So this kind of, they all kind of tie in, but you know, to me, that's one of the most stressful points of the day is going in there. Like I said, you're already hungry. You're standing there and you're trying to find, you know, what it is that you want to fix And your stress is building because, you know, you might think you want to fix one thing, but then you don't have the ingredients. And then you're like, it's getting later and you're, you know, just running short. So planning that out, going in there and having that 
already planned can just, it saves you so much mental stress too. You don't have to sit there and think you just go in there, you know, you have everything on your list and you can just get ready and start prepping for supper. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And, And I try to make ingredients like for my lunch and my dinners that I can use in multiple dishes. Mm-hmm. And I talk a lot about that with my patients because cooking is kind of a lost art. And I think we've talked about this before. So many people just don't know how to cook or um, they didn't grow up having parents that cooked. So it's hard for them. So I do love using my Instapot. Um, my daughter got me a new pan for Christmas and I absolutely love it. So you, you don't have to have anything special. You know, like I always recommend the basic thing, get a crock pot, mm-hmm. throw anything you yeah. want to in a crock pot, put some liquid in there, turn it on. By the exactly. time you get home, you'll have dinner ready. And it goes back to our stress level, because like you said, if, if you get home and you have no idea what you want to cook, or maybe you've had a bad day at work or, you know, stressful drive home, you know, that's the last thing you want to do. Sometimes you just want to sit down, throw your feet up and relax. Mm -hmm. And if we're having to think about what are we going to do for dinner, then we have to cook it and then clean it up. And you know, that that can all be so stressful. So I'm going to tell you one thing, and I'm pretty sure you do the same thing, but I have just basic staples in my pantry. So I can always throw together a dish if I have to. And that is a huge stress reliever for me. Some of my staples are I have gluten-free pasta, I have pasta sauce, and I always keep frozen um, shrimp. So I can saute some shrimp. And that's a super quick, easy dish Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. What's a a go-to you have? A quick go-to that you have? I do that same thing. Like I have frozen shrimp in there right now and I try Uh to keep some you know, sugar-free sauce in there and then some pasta. Mm -hmm. The other thing I do try to always keep either some chicken or some ground turkey available. Yes. You can just do so, so much with that. So, and then like that, that fourth tip that meal planning can help with is it, it can save all those questions. I know one of the ladies in my group this week said that one of the things she's found that, you know, putting her menu together and she'll even put it on the refrigerator She's not getting asked, you know, 50 times during the week, mom, what's for supper? What are we having tonight? Or what they know now, just go look on the refrigerator and it lets them know what, what they're having. So it saves her having to answer all those and sit there and expend all that mental energy. So those are the four things that can help with meal planning. Let's talk a little bit now about meal prepping and things that they can actually do. So we obviously know that if you spend that little bit of time planning your menu out, that's your first step. Then your second Mm -hmm. step actually needs to be writing out your grocery list for that week. So then you're sure that you have all the ingredients that you need. Right. And it's taking inventory of what do you already have? So you're not spending you know, the money buying duplicates, especially when it comes to fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah. These things don't last that long. And one thing I do is when I get home, I wash, I chop whatever I can, and I store it in glass jars in my refrigerator, like the Mason jars. Mm -hmm. So it's super easy, but even for my milk prepping, I have these glass um, containers. So for some reason, just glass happens to save your food a little bit longer than the plastic does. And, you know, we all know that the plastic has 
some toxins and stuff in it. So one thing too, that you can do, like I always keep fresh spinach because I put that in my my smoothies every morning, but you know, sometimes spinach can kind of get wet and Mm kind of, eh. I saw where you've, and you can do this, like just take a paper towel, kind of crunch it up a little bit, put it in that. I buy those big containers of the spinach. You can just open Uh that up, put a paper towel in there. And then that just absorbs some of that um, moisture and can keep your spinach fresher longer. So, wow. I love it. So kind of one tip we just talked about um, that I said that when I get home, I, I typically wash all my fruit and vegetables and then I chop it if I can. And I do this. So if we're, you know, like getting home and we still have lots of things to do, we can grab a handful of blueberries or the strawberries are are already, you know, like washed and the little green things are already cut off that you can grab whatever you need. And you're not having to, okay, well, I can't just open a package. I need to, to open it. I need to wash it. I need to chop it. And the likelihood of us doing that is real slim. So what are we going to go to? Probably grab a bag of chips or something Pringles, and get those. We're not going to get those nutrient dense calories. Right. Yeah. Another meal prep thing that I like to do is like with my ground turkey or chicken, I'll cook, you know, several portions all at once. And then I'll, you know, portion out the ground turkey that we need for that night. And then I'll put the rest in a, you know, a glass container or a freezer bag and just put it in the freezer. Because a lot of times I know, Mandy, you don't, you don't eat much meat at all, but we do around here, not, not me per se, but someone else in my family, but I love meat. But then that's often the part of the meal that takes the longest. So then if I already have it cooked and frozen, I just have to pull it out, pop it in the microwave to de-thaw it. And then it makes meal prep. And I can use that ground turkey or whatever in so many different things. Like you said, spaghetti. I have a dish where I do sweet potatoes, ground turkey, and kale together. Oh, yum. Yeah. For taco bowls, anything like Mm -hmm. that. It's so versatile. So just keeping that that on hand. If I do it for chicken, cooking a big bag of chicken, and sometimes I'll just do some in the skillet and then have a salad on the side. The next night I might take that same chicken and shred it. And I have this homemade barbecue sauce that I make that don't have sugar and things in it. And and you can make, you know, barbecue chicken like that. So it's, I totally believe in repurposing and using those leftovers to save time and I do the same thing. I actually have started eating more meat because my doctor got on to me that I'm missing out on those um, essential amino acids. Mm -hmm. So um, (laughs) one thing I do is I I do the same thing. I will, you know, like make quite a bit of ground meat um, early in the week. And like tonight we're having a Korean beef and rice dish. Super easy. Wednesday or Thursday, I'm going to make chili. So I will use some of that beef again. Because as you know, where it's going to get super cold here where we're at. <laughs> yeah. So so what are some other tips there? Yeah. So even with that, I can make um, the family quesadillas. I can't have it, but they can have it. Quesadillas, nachos, soup. I grew up, my great grandmother, she would make homemade soup or stew and she used ground meat in it. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I will still do. It's just a sweet memory that I have of her. I get creative when I cook. So I I don't have any preconceived, you know, ideas of this can only go with this because 
like I said, I will throw anything in my eggs. I love artichokes. I will put that on my pizza. Um, I will put that in my eggs. So I tell people, I'm like, have fun when you're cooking because food is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what other meal meal prep tips do you have? Really the last one I had, it was just um, cook it, which we've just been talking about and then portioning it, portioning it, it out. And that can go back to what you were saying, having extra ground turkey, and you already know what your plan is for the week, your meal plan. So you're going to say, okay, I'm going to use that ground turkey to make some chili. I'm going to use it to make tacos. I'm going to make it for the yummy dish that you said earlier. And it's just having an idea of what you're going to do because number one, we don't want to waste food. When we waste food, we're wasting our time and we're wasting our money. Mm-hmm. So the really, really the, the bottom line to all of this is meal prepping is one of the easiest ways for us to save time, save our stress. And also it, it saves not even just our pocketbook, but it also saves our waistline, you know, mm-hmm. so we're not driving through whatever ABC drive through and grabbing, you know, food that is not nutrient dense and have those the good calories and um, the antioxidants from, you know, the colorful foods that we could be eating. Exactly. And like you mentioned earlier, you know, we often, when we're pushed for time or not knowing what to do, we'll reach for those more unhealthy foods, trying to like kind of ward off that hunger until we can figure out what to cook. So just know, you know, I would challenge you to download this template. I'm going to put in there. I challenge you to, start this next week, um, you know, carve out 20, 30 minutes one day and print that off and then really work on planning your menus out for the next week. And just keep in mind, you know, anytime you start something new, it it can be a little challenging and take a little bit of time, but it's one of those tips that if you do that, if you really start putting that into practice, the dividends will just pay you back tenfold. So Stephanie, did you have a question of the week from one of our listeners? Yes. So we had a listener ask if diet soft drinks were okay to consume. What a great question. Yeah, that really is a great question. And my drink of choice used to be Diet Coke. I will say that I actually was addicted to Diet Coke. So um, I think this is a great question. And a lot of times women are drinking these diet beverages in order to save calories. That's the main reason that if you're a Dr. Pepper drinker, you might have switched to diet Dr. Pepper or Coke. You switch to diet Coke because you're trying to save calories and lose weight, that type of thing. But I will say that My personal opinion is I'm not a fan of diet soft drinks. And there are studies now that show that consuming those types of beverages with those artificial sweeteners can actually make you crave sweets, the very thing that you're trying to cut out calories and stuff. So you are cutting out your calories, but that's not always the most healthy thing for you to do. You also have to look at, is it a healthy choice? And if you're also trying to control your cravings for sweets, substituting those diet soft drinks may not be the best way to do it. There are quite a few studies now that show that it does still make you crave sweet foods. Yeah. So 
What's your opinion? Well, my opinion is you don't drink them either. However, this was actually advice from my neurologist that I was seeing when I was having really severe migraines. I've never liked the diet sodas, so I can just say I've never been a fan of them. However, like the aspartame and stuff like that can be inflammatory to our body. Some people it may be, some people it may not be. There's multiple reasons. Like you said, you you do crave more sweets. And how many times have you seen someone with a diet drink and then they have a candy bar? Candy bar. That's typically yeah. why. Mm-hmm. But also medically for inflammation, and we know inflammation can also cause migraines, but it can cause like our, our joints um, to ache mm-hmm. and so forth. So um, she said, if you need to drink something, drink the real thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie here. I do have Dr. Pepper every once in a while. I try mm-hmm. to limit it to about once a month. Yeah. So I, I don't feel guilty when I do drink it because I don't drink it every day. Right. So, you know, we're never going to say, no, you can't have something. That's just not our philosophy. But the question was, you know, do we recommend those on a regular basis? And I would ask why, why you're drinking those. And then oftentimes too, um, people are drinking those instead of drinking enough water or other beverages that could be healthy. So what is your favorite low calorie beverage that you like other than water? Ooh, (laughs) I mainly drink water. So that's, that's kind of a hard one. Um, don't really know that I have one. We drink, you drink coffee and then you, you make your own homemade smoothie. Yeah. So the one thing I would say, um, I love decaf and sweet tea. Okay. No. And if I have tea, I'm a tea drinker. I'm going to have the sweet, I'm that Southern sweet tea. So I I used to used to, I could, I just can't, I can't handle all that sweetness anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I hope that answers her question. And um, like I said, we encourage you to submit your questions and we'll pick it for one of the podcasts. And we hope that you found today's tips on meal planning and meal prepping helpful. And join us again in two weeks when our next podcast drops. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you gained a little more info to help you along your journey to your best life. We would love it if you would take just a minute to write this podcast and share it with your family and friends. And as always, let us know if you have anything you would like us to talk about on any future episodes. And don't forget, go to the Fitness Nutritionist Corner, our private Facebook group, where we'll have those fun challenges. We'll answer your questions and support women along their journey to a better health. You can also contact us on our website at thefitnessnutritionist.com. And that's nutritionist with an S. And just remember, ladies, you are worth it.